Hey guys, it's um, Girl Day on the round table. I know everyone's been waiting for this. You've been saying, when is Mark gonna get off the screen and let the girls take over? And that's what it is. Today is round table with uh, me. I'm Rebecca Johnson. This is Teresa Dodge. This is Kelsey Robeson. And uh, we're excited to be here and uh, just have a nice conversation. We were just talking about how um, we feel like we've just been like hiding away in caves for the last four months and don't remember how to talk good. <laughs> don't remember how to say anything insightful, mm -hmm. but we're just really excited to be with other people. So. Yes. Anyway, so um, yeah, Mark asked me just uh, not too long ago if I would host today and I uh, told him only if these ladies do it with me. So we're excited to be here. So really what I think we're gonna talk about, I mean, we'll see, but um, what we're gonna talk about, I hope, um, does not speak to only a, a female audience. Um, hopefully it, it even encourages the minds and hearts of the men who, who are tuning into this or watching this later. But I think what we're gonna talk about is, is really what does it look like to flourish um, as an image bearer of God, more specifically as a woman? How do we flourish in a time like this? And when I say that, I kinda wanna speak broadly. I don't want to talk about, um, we're not going to get into the weeds of all the hot topics right now necessarily, but even just talking about life has been different for four months now. Mm -hmm. We're kind of sick of talking about it, but maybe we could talk about it in a fresh way where we're not just on, you know, in an echo chamber of what we're hearing. Yeah. Yep. Ourselves say all the time. So anyway, so how about this? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what life has looked like the last four months. Kelsey, you start. Okay, so I am in Iowa City because I went to school here, and I met my husband there, who I am very in love with. <laughs> um, we got married in December, and so, uh, oh, and I'm also a teacher. I teach eighth grade math at CCA. Math. That's yes. horrible. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. That stresses me out just sitting here. <laughs> Do not quiz us at I all. can help you. I, yes. Okay. We're working on fourth grade math, and I'm done. It's yes. over my head. Oh, you can send it my way. Okay. Okay. Continue. Um, so life for me, I ended the school year interacting with my kids on a screen, um, which I did not become a teacher to interact mm. with kids on a screen. So that was a bummer to really like mm -hmm. send them off in that way. Um, <clears throat> and then I am a pretty outgoing extrovert and Kenny has still been, my husband has still been going to work every day. So life oh. for me looks like, and we don't have any children. So um, I wake up when I want to wake up and then kind of my to-do list for the for the day is all on me and I'm by myself. We did get a cat. I told Kenny, if we're going to do this, I need a cat. Nice. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm a VST student, so I read a lot and we just buy our first home, so we're doing renovations. Um, but a lot of alone, alone time for me, honestly, which is not what I would choose. Yeah. Yep. So. Wow. Okay. What about you, Teresa? Tell us who you are. I mean, you're oh. kind of famous, but please oh, yeah, tell the right. World Wide Web anyway. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Teresa Dodge. Uh, my husband's Jeff Dodge, and here at Veritas. Um, he told me, be careful on the podcast today, not because everything was going on the World Wide Web. So <laughs> <laughs> no he pleasure. knows me very well. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm an extrovert too, and so is Jeff. So interesting. We had each other, so that's good. He was home doing all of his work from home and podcasts and all of that. So we did a lot of projects. We do what other people do. You read, you eat, you cook, you yeah, watch your neighbors do projects, all of that <laughs> stuff. You, you, you watch the city get the park done so they can open it. You yeah, know? yeah. And, so it's, it has changed because people are out and about, and now the park is open, and there are just hundreds of people walking. The park is very large. It's, I don't know how many acres, but, and then a playground right across the street from us, which is sweet because we've gotten to see so many people over there, you know. Yeah. Um, our area has a lot of kind of transplants, probably people at the university or the hospital, uh, people from around the world. So it's pretty, it's fun. I've gotten to go over there. I try to find an excuse to go over somebody's kids or whatever, <laughs> so I'm not the weird grandma hanging out in the park. <laughs> so, but anyway, I've gotten to meet some some women over there and talk with them, so that's been good. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Basically. That's 
So certain degrees of change, would you guys say that, um, so it's, it's July 1st today, yeah. so yeah. I'm not sure how everyone else would articulate this, but what I was saying to these ladies before is I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of things that have started to become back to normal in the last month, mm -hmm. and then even in the last week, it's like, hold on, wait, I don't know, and you know, you're talking about the fall plans, the university plans, the schools, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and so, um, there, you know, we're definitely still in a time where we don't have our norms. Yeah. Right. So, how can we flourish as um, women or just humans when life is not as we expect it? So, would you guys say that you were flourishing in the last four months? Or did you ever get to the point of flourishing? Did you start off in a great way? And I like that word because it's better than saying, like, did you like, <laughs> did you like the last four months? Or, you know, like, it just makes it sound richer. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if that's really what God made us for, is to flourish, I think that's so much stronger than he made us to be happy or he made us to... Right. Yeah. What, how would you sum up your life in the last four months? Wow, flourishing sounds like I want that a little bit, so I don't think I'm totally there. Um, but I've had to really step back and process Okay, so my, my structure is gone. Um, the things that I even like don't want to do but had to do, that's gone. My accountability is gone. Um, so, uh, like, when life was normal, what made me flourish? Like, now all of those distractions are gone, so I really have to, like, kind of self-process what do I need. And so, for example making myself a schedule is really helpful because I don't have that structure anymore. Mm -hmm. Or even um, the other day, I start off my day with um, meeting people in the morning, and usually I'm by myself, and I was like, what is this? This is amazing. So just like trying to remember and think about when life, life without COVID, what makes me thrive? Because I have to really be intentional mm -hmm. going to seek those things and I'm not good at it yet yeah <laughs> working on it yeah but so the change from school year to summer was kind of a restart for you where you yes. felt some new norms and definitely yeah yeah I felt that to an extent too what about you did you do well in the last four months yes I would say I did but not in the way that I don't know maybe unusual so for me COVID uh happening I was like of course this is happening, you know, <laughs> because for me, there, I've had about four or five years of just some hardship of things mm. in our life that I wouldn't choose, mm. all of that. Um, but out of it, you know, it was just, honestly, I just feel like every day was just, it was one day at a time, you know. Yeah. Of yeah. course, you're wondering how long is this going to last and everything. But for me, it was on the heels of me coming through some hard times. Yeah. Um, but in it, also, God did some amazing things. But um, for me, it was really a time of living on the island, like we all mm -hmm. felt. Like, I knew, you know, you know God's there. And for me, it was a, a time of further spiritual development for mm -hmm. me. Um, not like I'm sitting down writing books about it or anything <laughs> like this. But but um, we would read it. Yeah. We would. It'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> It would be funny. I don't know. I just feel like God met me every day, and I I saw the faithfulness of God more than anything, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel, I don't feel very faithful, but God is faithful, and, and really that's all born out of other things that have happened mm -hmm. over the last five years, but because um, just a lot to deal with. Anyway, one of the cool things that happened is our son is on, in the National Guard. He's a lawyer, and he's a JAG lawyer in the National Guard. Anyway, he got put on active duty, which is here in Iowa City. So um, he was with us for like two and a half months, and he also has gone through some hardship in the last few years. So it was kind of cool because God was just like, here you go. Here's a relationship you um, need to yeah. be able to have con concentrated time. Mm -hmm. Well, who... Who's going to pick this? Yeah. Oh, we're going to get a pandemic and have concentrated time with a, hmm. one of our kids. Um, you know, and it was hard for him. He had to be away from his children and all of that. But it was really sweet. Hmm. I just feel like our relationship um, kind of healed in a way, but also blossomed. 
Yeah. So well, anyway, yeah. it was it was enjoyable. Yeah. So you never know what can come out of these things. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I hated it. That's my answer. <laughs> Thanks for honesty. I hated it so much that yeah, I'm waiting for it to become funny because I just it's not. Yeah. We're not. We're getting closer to like yeah. me being able to wrap some things up and and laughing at it but to be fair every day I was like what if you were home with a bunch of kids <laughs> like if yes. this would have happened okay. to me 20 years yes. ago I would have who knows what I would have no but that's the that's the weird thing is like actually what kept me afloat what kept me going is that I had three elementary age boys home like that was my favorite part of the spring was homeschooling them and wow I loved it yeah I just You're a good mom. I <laughs> I had um yeah I just I had a hard time I have a hard time with change um, and my body reacted with a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. it's been a really slow process. I mean, it's already, it's been four months. We've had right? the same amount worth of a summer off of school. Does that make sense? So no. we've already oh, wow. like summer is like 11 weeks around there. Mm -hmm. We've already had that. Oh, so we should be gearing and up then to going, we should be gearing up to go to school. But yeah. now wow. we've got a whole nother. Yeah. 11 weeks or so yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. See, I would have wanted that for my kids. Like, I, I didn't mind having my kids around. So I was always happy for summer so they could have time to relax because that's what I like. But yeah. um, but as far as schooling, yeah. nobody will learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> They'll learn life skills, Teresa. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. what a polygon is. That's what I'm reviewing. Right. This no. Week. Right. But Excellent. Yeah. Polymer. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so it's like I, I had I think, uh, I don't, I'm not so far out of like the hard time that I can articulate things mm -hmm. well, which is a good place for me to be. Sometimes I just I want to rush through hard times, put it together into words, and that's my stamp of saying therefore it's over. You know, hmm. like if I can sum this up in a ministry sounding Christian sounding way, then I'm declaring that hard times are over. And it's actually like this messed up way of trying to control God, trying yeah. to manipulate God. Like okay, look. I suffered. I suffered good enough. This is what I learned. And oh, yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Move on. We're going to go back to a season of flourishing. But what's interesting is like, I mean, I think so often we think wrongly about what it means to flourish. I mean, first of all, that's mm -hmm. not even a word we use, but we, our definition of what is good and rich often is what's comfortable, yes. fun, and makes me happy. us up. Yeah. yeah. But totally. um, I... I'm starting to uh, believe <clears throat> that the suffering is actually not just what produces flourishing, but is where we can flourish the most. So where we can grow, where life can come out of us. And there was, mm -hmm. yeah, there was a couple good days in the last four months where I maybe whispered, so to speak, I feel more alive now hmm. than when life is going as I expect it to be. Yep. But, yeah. but so my life changed a lot because my job is women's ministry and small groups. And so yeah. everything had to have a screen between it. And I hated that. And I was home and, you know, I just, we would work on these online services and we'd work hard on them and maybe I'd have a small role. And so you'd think I'm all about it. But every Sunday morning we'd like put the TV on and I would just weep. Oh, my no. kids are like, what's going on? I'm just bawling. <laughs> Not not complicated tears. It was just, I miss church so much yeah. and I hate this screen. And yeah. Anyway, but I still interacted with women a lot. It was just yeah. a lot through this. And I'm not the only one that hated the last four months. So I thought we could kind of turn our conversation to what have we observed in our own lives and what have we observed in the people around us Maybe um, you said, what can derail us about mm -hmm. change and uncertainty? What, what are we thinking mm -hmm. or feeling maybe incorrectly that makes us derail or like go off into ditches, right? So if health and flourishing is being in our lane and running hard after Jesus and enjoying it, what, what are the things that make us and other women or other Christians go off? Derail. Derail. Hmm. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you can speak from any any time in your life or relationship in your life where change, loss, uncertainty mm -hmm. has taken its toll. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Tell us, Tree. I just, well, I, that's what I was going through before COVID. That's why I think COVID 
being locked at home, you're like, oh, sure, okay, let's do this. Why not? Um, because there were so many other things prior to that that just r ripped me apart. Mm -hmm. I felt completely undone. I felt like I have never been at this place in my Christian life ever. I felt like I was back as a teen when my father died and my mother was working and absent and we're all kind of getting along in the world the best we could. So I felt myself in that just because of some of these hardships that were happening and um, I was grasping to hang on to the things that so it, it's control, even though I'm a fly, you know, fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. We all have control issues. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that make us very comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. And when you take away safety and predictability and routine yeah. brings safety to my life. And honestly, God's like, well, what if I rearrange all of that? <laughs> Can you handle it? No, I can't. <laughs> You know, and so that was part of the deal is like letting when the safety goes away, then I had to stop and look and say, what's safe? Only God is safe. Yeah. Hmm. That's the only thing. Pretty much everything is yeah. a destruction <laughs> at this point. You yeah. know, that's how I felt about it, even though it wasn't completely true. Um, but there were enough things that were undone that I was I felt unsafe, um, except in if I would read about God. Yep, I believe that. Mm -hmm. But Lord, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, where you're asking that and you're like, I don't mean to offend you, God, but what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so by the time COVID came, it just gave me time to reflect on all of that and yeah. to ask myself those questions and, and talk to God about it. Just whatever we were doing, painting and doing all our projects or whatever, filling yeah. our day with. Um, so even that, I think, can be helpful. Like you're home, so you, you get your routine. It does make... And, Part of that routine is just talking to God about the things you're going through. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know where else yeah. I was going. No, it's all good. You can go wherever is... you want. That's right. It's, I, I assume that there, when the men do this, that it's yeah, pretty, it's everywhere. pretty fabulous, but pretty uh, <laughs> laid back. So yeah. there's, yeah, we didn't prep anything. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is um, thinking when I approach a season like COVID or even... Um, you know, new things with racism and, and, and just things that are coming up that what I know of God in that moment will sustain me and I don't need to continually seek him as we go. So just, I don't know, things that are coming up like how to deal with this pandemic and how to, I don't know, have your own opinions and yet follow the rules and or, mm -hmm. you know, even we don't need to talk about it, but with racism and those things like, I don't totally know what scripture says about that. And so I can't come in just thinking what I know about God is enough. Like I have to like, okay, what does God's word say about this? Because I will so quickly run dry if I think I can remember it, mm -hmm. you know, off the top of my head. And so, and I even think like flourishing, like how do we flourish in this time is still to like read the Bible's with our brains and like think about it and, and wrestle with it and yeah. just because we don't have connection group on Monday nights or anymore or Bible study on Tuesday mornings um, we can still read scripture and be like holy cow like I don't know what this says you can ask the Lord about it but then like call a girlfriend and still talk about it like you guys are more the church to me than this place is so I can right. still Good. connect with you guys um, <clears throat> just by, yeah, asking those questions or saying, I never knew that before. Like, this is still new to me. Yep. And I can still um, just celebrate that even though we're separated. Yeah, that's, so that's good. good. And I've been a Christian for, Ever. I don't know, 40 years, forever. <laughs> um, but that's how I feel when I read the word. Like God, I reading the word is just a rescue from yourself. <laughs> you yeah. know, because we can yes. so quickly just go back to being human and us and I need to be empowered mm -hmm. to live a mm -hmm. live the life God wants me to live and the only way I can do that is go back and remember and be excited yes. like oh right that's what it says and then when suffering comes you're just clinging to that truth so when you open it even in the middle of your suffering you're like oh lord I know it's true I just I'm not feeling it or mm -hmm. whatever but 
but it, yeah, it will rescue you from whatever a is ailing yeah. you or you're suffering from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's just for the moment. I mean, so I'm not disagreeing with you guys, but just to give a little bit of a different perspective, for some personalities, when, when change, uncertainty comes, um, it's actually an invitation to um, relax and soak in the fact that God is the one holding on to you. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's like Bible study is my, has always been my favorite thing and going mm -hmm. after it with my mind and, and studying deep and studying hard and uh, just going after it. And actually the invitation when I just, when anxiety came four months ago, was to acknowledge that it's not me who's holding on to right. God and I don't have to perform yep. and achieve for him right. um, by acting like nothing weird is happening. You know, it's essentially like, yeah. no, everything should, I should acknowledge the changes both on the outside and how I feel on the inside and yeah. then be honest about that, you know? And so everything with my spiritual disciplines changed. It became huh. prayer walks instead of prayer journaling because something about the journaling I just, it felt like a heavy burden to me. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I do yeah. when I, when I actually feel strong or when I, yeah. but right now I don't feel strong. And these were ways that I felt like I was supposed to boast of my weakness. Hmm. I, I, that yeah. is what I was trying to understand during this time is what does it mean when Paul tells us to boast in our weakness? And yeah. essentially for me, that meant not hide it, <clears throat> which yes. doesn't just mean talk about it. Cause we all talk about, it and then we just end up complaining, but sure. to actually maybe ask for prayer like don't mm -hmm. fall short of asking yes. for prayer being an open book so to boast in my weakness meant no more powering through the bible for the last four months but to go on prayer walks mm -hmm. and to sit in the psalms for the summer yeah you know and like we had a i thought it would have been a hard decision but um we decided not to do a summer bible study well summer bible mm -hmm. study has been our biggest bible study for the last four years and it's like the funnest thing in the whole world and all the women come together and I was like no I feel like if I push us logistically and um and then otherwise to like stick with our schedule stick with our norms yeah. it's actually like it's a way of resisting the fact that God has brought us to a season of change yes and so you know I haven't fully explained that to everyone because I can just use the logistical reasons like oh how are we gonna do childcare and we shouldn't all be together we can't social distance at all if we try and cram right. into Bible study for the summer um, but for me in my own heart it was like my way of acknowledging like no God in his sovereign ways has allowed big changes to come yes. now in two waves first the pandemic and now with racial injustice and and the challenges that that brings yes. and so for me obedience so therefore hopefully flourishing meant leaning into it rather than like, nope, nope, we're fine. We can do this. We are strong women. We yeah. can keep doing like normal. I stopped cooking the way I always cooked. I mean, I just felt invited to be hmm. weak. I think my husband was often hungry and sick of my cruddy meals, but <laughs> that's beside the point. So yeah. anyway, that's, I don't, I don't even know what question I asked myself, but. I like that though. I'm yeah. glad you're bringing up the weakness. I think, um, absolutely, because sometimes when we do something like this, you know, everybody's like, oh, they all read their Bibles three hours a day. You right. Know? I occasionally do that because <laughs> yeah. I don't have kids yeah. at home um, for a long time. Anyway, um, no, there, there were days I didn't read my Bible. Yeah. You know what? But what I've realized through times of suffering and COVID being locked in at home, um, I studied the word a lot for a big season of my life not you know i was a bible reader then i became a bible studier mm -hmm. and through suffering um through some things and just wrestling with god not wrestling like you don't know what you're doing but it was like you do and i just didn't know i wanted to do this yeah. either you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it's a shocker yeah. lord but um yeah, just realizing if I didn't know, if God hadn't just taught me that, this would be unbearable, you know, some of these yes. things. And so I just encourage people that if they felt weak being at home, they because I think it fleshes out a lot of our garbage, you yeah. know, when we're stuck at mm -hmm. home with our family, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're your family. You end up abusing them before. Anyway, mm -hmm. Not real abuse but just like yeah being hard on them being hard yeah. on each other yeah, yeah. um but 
It's like your weakness is there. Just yeah. acknowledge it yeah. and say, gee whiz, could you help me through this? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. And I don't think it's just acknowledging it before a man too. Like in this season, it is okay. In any season, it's okay to go for the Lord and to question him and be like, God, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I can't see it. Or like Lamentations 3, he talks about how horrible he feels. Like, God, I feel like you've left me and you're mm -hmm. like all of these negative things. And, and God can handle that. Mm -hmm. Like he can handle your Good. questions and your negative emotions. And so just laying that before him. And he is very happy to mm -hmm answer our questions and to comfort and to respond yep, to those. Totally. So it is okay to just be like, God, what the heck, man? Like, yeah. I don't get it. I think that sometimes, again, especially during change, we want answers when we should be praying for understanding mm -hmm. or we want guarantees when we should be praying for wisdom. Yep. Is that yeah. maybe some ditches of like, um, because if I'm praying for wisdom and I'm praying for understanding, I think that that keeps me on the road. I can keep, even if it's become a crawl, I can keep seeking the Lord. Um, it probably looks pretty weak, but it's when we're demanding these things of God, you know, like, tell me when this is over, show yeah. me that this, yeah. that I'm going to look good on the other side of this. Promise me that you'll pay me back. Promise me that my expectations will again be met yes. mm -hmm. about life. <clears throat> I'm in the ditch. You know, and in the ditch is where I just, yeah, I'm face down. Yeah. I'm emotional. I'm, well, I'm controlled by emotions, you know, rather than just expressing emotion. Yeah. I can't get up by myself. You know, like all the bad things you see yeah. when you yeah. see a car in the ditch. I think COVID and, and whatever was happening in your life prior to that, but the COVID thing and now the, the racial issues that we're being faced to, we're being faced with. Um, facing mm -hmm. things so we won't get into the weeds of that mm -hmm. but we have to face certain things um, hmm. and that makes us uncomfortable just like yeah. COVID might have and the lack of control and anxiety and all of that like the weaknesses come out but um, I have a, a quote here it was in an Elizabeth Elliot book she's my she's my mentor from the day I became a believer I read one of her books I needed this kind mm -hmm. of person Anyway, she quoted someone, Malcolm Muggeridge, and he said, supposing you eliminate suffering, what a dreadful place the world would be. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Because we're all just left to think highly of ourselves, you know? Yeah. And I think right now, God's asking the church, I mean, I, I just think of the church because we're believers, just asking the church to not think so highly of themselves and institutionalize the grandiose institution of church but rather be the body like you're saying yes. read the word together uh, talk to me let me t share my weaknesses let me mm -hmm. tell you i haven't read my bible in a week but i really i'm off you know mm -hmm. the lion's devouring me right now mm -hmm. he's scaring me yeah. and um but i want to be empowered by the word i want to be empowered by because the word is god's word and he's yes. our greatest friend and advocate so how do I listen to him you know when I'm weak mm -hmm. yeah. um so anyway I don't yeah. know yeah yeah that's, that's good great. that's so good yeah um okay how about we turn it a little bit towards a relational topic so whether you're single or married we all have people most of us that we live with and so let's just mm -hmm. kind of make that our definition of you know that person that we're closest to in life mm -hmm. maybe that we live with um what are the things that um change and uncertainty and loss, you know, that can bring out the worst of us, like you said, but w let's just get practical. What are ways um, that we have observed in our own life and others' lives, like the good and the bad that can come up towards that person? So I'll give you guys, you know, a second to think about it, but we were just talking beforehand about, so we're all married and um, obviously like what's going on in us is first gonna affect that person that we're closest yes. to. and. Um, you know, in, in my last four months, there has been, um, my husband has been really great in how he's responded to my suffering. I am probably a really difficult person to live with when they're the person suffering because I just want to, I fix it, fix it yeah. and I have all the words for it, you know, mm -hmm. and so, so I feel quieted 
from the last four months. But there was one day um, that I didn't get a great response. Um, and it literally, a one day in four months makes me a very thankful person. Yeah. That I'm not living so, yeah. with someone who's just like me. Because that would be horrible. I felt, by the people closest to me, I felt like they were trying to fix me. Hmm. Um, because this anxiety was new, because this degree of suffering was, it, it seemed foreign to them. And because they loved me, they didn't want me to suffer. And so it all came to a head and it was very <laughs> ugly and emotional. And I was like, I ended up saying like, it doesn't feel good when someone tries to fix you. And, and it's like I popped open the cork and then was able to, it's, I don't know that I was really talking <laughs> to my husband. I think I was processing to myself and yeah. I was like I this is the best thing for me right now is to mm. suffer this feels yeah. rich don't wish it away for me mm -hmm. yeah and he wasn't actually it's how I interpreted his help in that moment and it, it was a really good conversation but I heard myself say it and I'm like praise God yeah oh my word right now is a miracle because I am saying no this is good mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this I want, I want to embrace, I want to lean in, I want to boast in my weakness on that day in that hour. You know, it's not that I sure. sustain that for the whole time. Yep. Um, but I just was like, I just felt the spirit almost speaking for me and saying what I wanted to be true was that I want to be thankful in all circumstances, even if mm -hmm. it's affliction. Yeah. You know, and... Um, but then the application of that relationally is what it feels like when someone tries to fix you. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between someone trying to fix you and someone trying to help you? So this might be, if there are men watching this, you know, like it's, it could help with their relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but I think anyone, everyone has a relationship and we're coming back into them more and more. So how do we help each other when we all suffer differently? Yeah. My first thought is um, there is man, nothing more valuable than a good listener. Yeah. Um, what? Can we say that one more time? Just classic. listening. Um, so, like, if you know someone who is suffering in that way, listening um, in a way where you, again, maybe, like, don't try to fix right away, but also, like, so what you're saying is this. Yeah. You know, just, like, responding to so that person just feels heard. Yeah. Um, and, and something I've learned as a um, newlywed is Kenny, my husband, doesn't always respond in the best way. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but it is my job to know that he's on my team. And um, so even where maybe he does try to fix me or, you know, whatever, is, is to know that that is not malicious and yeah. that's not um it's me against you it's um when i view him as on my team i it just all of my anger like goes away because i know he's for me mm -hmm. and that you know we can come together on this um instead of being like i'm very quick to put my foot in the ground and be like well you you know you are doing this or whatever mm -hmm. um so assuming the best is like a whole new mindset. You just like train your brain to assume the best and whoever good. that person is. That's so good. So. It's kind of simple and that's what makes it so good. I yeah. mean, and so hard. I mean, time. yeah, it's love always trust. It's like yeah. the first Corinthians 13 that we think we graduate from, but it's, I mean, I feel like Mark Arendt brings that up all the time. He just quotes first Corinthians 13 mm -hmm. as for his advice for like any relational issue. Well, are you trusting? Are you thinking the best of that person? Are you remembering yeah. that they're on your team? It's yeah. good. Okay, share all your wisdom with us about oh, this. Because you've been married longer. No, that was good. <laughs> same, I mean, it's the same thing. Just believing, I mean, if you're married, but even if you have a roommate, like, you're roommates for a reason. Unless you're just, it's a financial decision and you, I don't know. <laughs> but if you have a roommate, same thing. You're you have a friendship and so thinking the best of what the other one and, and then have them clarify i think that's yeah. i believe my husband is on my team and i'm on his team for sure never felt it more you know we've been and part of it is just doing this same sort of thing over and over and over and over through life so and um learning to trust one another through that and it's cool you guys are already in that pattern um what okay but what you've told me now a couple times was really helpful for me to hear so i want 
them to hear it okay. about not when you're mm. struggling ne next to someone or whatever, not making them, not thinking that they're just like you. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff won't care if I tell. I, told I was speaking vaguely in case you wanted to stay. Oh, well, you no, know. he won't care. <laughs> We're all different personalities. So um, <laughs> anyway, during, I don't know how many weeks into being locked at home we were, but I said to him, you know, I am, I just need you to know I'm me and I'm not another you. <laughs> so, because I felt his, his need to like, because I don't know, he just has a pattern of life that he being out and doing and meeting and all of that. So he was making this adjustment to home and mm. through Zoom and all that. Everybody was having that, um, that adjustment. But anyway, so, um, I didn't want him managing my life so much mm. that day. I was like, you know what? I'm getting a lot done. I, oh, I did, I said lately, Jeff, you know, the funny thing is you and I end up at the same place at the end of the day. It's just, you don't like my route. <laughs> what because is mine route? is like a rabbit. It's and his is and so, and that's okay. I, his road is good. It's really been helpful to mm -hmm. me over the years. I've mm -hmm. become more like him. I'm more efficient. I'm blah, blah, blah. But I'm also good for him. So, yes. because I don't know. He, yeah. It's got to be good for him. <laughs> <laughs> he says that too. But um, yeah, just trying to hear each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to hear that over and over. I'm on your team. Not like high maintenance over and over, but just every now and then you have to revisit. Like, we're on the same team. Yeah. And, and I give Jeff. Uh, credit for that because he always reminds me of that because I mm. tend to just emotionally respond to you because I assume if you think I should do something I'm you're saying I'm wrong and I'm a failure yeah. which is yeah. so dumb I wish I would get over that but anyway today we're gonna get over today, it today that's it. it's a big day <laughs> yeah. um, okay so maybe this will be one of our final questions I don't even know if I'm forming these like questions but um, Essentially, I'm just like bullet pointing all these things that I've started learning that I would like you guys to tease out for me and mm. let me listen to you. So um, one of the things, and we talked about it briefly beforehand, but you know, these have been chaotic times and we've all been through hard times before and we're going to go through hard times in the future. And oddly enough, that helps me. It helps me calm down about everything that's different or not as I expected it right now yeah. is to pop up and remember the bigger picture that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, okay, acknowledge, like these are weird times. It's weird that my kids, if they go back to school, are going to have to wear a mask every day. It's weird that I can't plan for a fall Bible study because I don't know what church will look like, right? Like it's the conversations that I'm having about um, racial issues and injustice are harder than, mm -hmm. let's talk about sleep training a baby. Like my meetings are different, right? Things yeah. are different. And so these are chaotic times, um, and it's this beautiful pattern, and I've talked about it a couple times, but this beautiful pattern in the Bible is that the waters, the seas, often symbolize chaos and disorder, and we watch the God of order come in, bring order out of the chaos. But when you see um, so often people in the Bible who pass through waters, after pass through the seas, cue in, like watch afterwards because God often is doing a new thing during hmm. that time. So you think yeah. of, you know, after the flood, there's like a new creation. Um, after the children of Israel pass through the sea, they get a new, a new identity spoken into them and they become, you know, these people that are going to be entering into the promised land. Uh, when you see Jesus pass through the, those seas of baptism, um, he's going to start showing that he's the new Israel, the new Moses, all of that. That was a concept that became comfort for my soul hmm. in these last times because I want to claim that God is doing a new thing and I want to behold it. Hmm. And I want that for the women in my life as well. The goal is not for life to get back to what we felt like was manageable yes. or normal. Like looking for even the phrase a new normal, like I want to say that all this suffering, that all this discomfort produced something way more than than that. I'm not just mm -hmm. trying to earn normalcy again. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's not about that. It's about letting these hardships do their work in us so that we are in a place to receive what is new from the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys want um, new in your life after this? Or what do you want 
think of the women that you lead, think of the people in our church or in our community. What do we want God to do uh, for us and for his glory on the other side of these waters, so to speak? Huh. I think it's good to say new norm, that we don't want a new normal. I mean, yeah. even, I mean, even the news will tell you that. Mm -hmm. America's never gonna be the same, you mm -hmm. know? And um, with all the things that have happened lately, even with the racial issues, you know, that's still, that's facing us. And, um, and COVID's still on the rise now again, mm -hmm. and who knows what's gonna happen. But um, yeah, asking God, what's new? What's new? How am I gonna be new? Mm -hmm. Because some of our normals kind of stunk. Yeah. Let's face it, yeah. Yeah. you know? So maybe it's just flushing out um, where are you really at? Where is your marriage? Where is your, your friendships? What do you expect out of people? Expectations, mm -hmm. man, that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, what I expect from God, you know? Mm -hmm. it, you know, I was thinking about Psalm 1, happy is the man, and we're like, oh good, I wanna be happy, Lord. <laughs> you know, that's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> you know, Sweet. I wanna be happy all yeah. the time. And, you know, God's, because I was thinking flourishing doesn't always mean happy. Yeah. Right. It, it will come so to happiness. Yeah. It will. At some point, you'll come to happiness. Man, mm -hmm. if I haven't learned that lately. <laughs> but, um, but that whatever delighting in the Lord, delighting in what he has to say in the midst of all of this, you know, mm -hmm. and letting God ground you. That's what I was saying before. Do your study of God's word, meaning let God impress on you mm -hmm. these things because your roots have to go deep so that when these times come, you can tap into it because it's going to get, it's dry. Mm -hmm. And for some of us, you know, it's, it's parched. The rain hasn't fallen on us, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're digging deep into the taproot, like sucking on the water from mm -hmm. the word we really studied years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is what God is like. Yeah. He is like that. My life looks like a train wreck right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, I, and so I think some people right now are like, COVID, being stuck at home, my kids are out of control, my marriage is a wreck, my mm -hmm. roommate and I are just at each other's throat, whatever it is, you know. Um, or maybe it's more subtle than that. Maybe yeah. it's just kind of that slow burn of, yeah. mm, you know. Disappointment. Yeah, this bore, isn't or flourishing. Boredom or yes, yeah. all, all of that, you know. God, yeah. God can give us new, mm -hmm. but I think, and heaven knows, my husband would testify, you know, that, but I think, uh, we have to not insist mm. on our way. Yep. That's what made my suffering harder was I was like, God, no, you can't do this. I don't want to do that. And so there was, I was insisting on, please don't bring that pain to me. Yeah. And he was like, no, we're going to go through the floodwaters, yep. but I'm going to be with you. Yeah. And on the other side, it's going to be great. Um, because what's going to be great, maybe the circumstances will be completely different. Yeah. But, and that'll be the new. Some of the circumstances will be different. Some of it, but for sure your view is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be so good for you. You're going to find out you love something you never knew yeah. was possible. Mm -hmm. So the taproot, all of a sudden that rivers is going to mm -hmm. fill with water again. And you'll be like, okay, cool. We're out of that dry season, <laughs> you know? Yes. So anyway, that was a good image. I this is a like a just a first thought for me, so let me tease it out. Um, no better but, place to tease it out yeah, than in front a, of a camera. You um, I think one of the reasons. So so we're totally not in our comfort zone right now, right? I mean, just yeah. with everything we've talked about. Um, and I think that's such a good place to be because that's a reminder that that this is not our home and this is like not how it's supposed to be. So through this, I so want my gaze to like go from here to here. Yeah. And like the the ultimate new that's coming is new heaven and new earth. Yeah. And what hope yeah. we have in that. And so this like um feeling of oh, I see injustice in the world and, and just this like I just I just look and I am unsettled. I feel yep. like I'm continually unsettled and and that's so sweet in mm -hmm. the way that it makes me remember 
I'm headed for glory. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. be here yep. right now. Like, Good. well, like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Yep. Right. Um, and so I, I don't want to go back to the normal that you're talking about because I don't want to forget that. I yeah, don't right. want to lose sight in that. I mean, all of scripture ends with, um, you know, Jesus comes soon, like Lord comes soon. And I've never thought that so much as I do right now. And I don't, I don't want to lose that yeah that's that's so good yeah it is yeah and if god's going to give us glory in the future i just think we should try to give someone else a little bit of that today Mm. you know um and yeah yeah, your neighbor Mm -hmm. give Mm -hmm. your neighbor a little bit of god's glory by Mm -hmm. treating them with kindness and being talking to them listening them like we're saying whoever you're living with in your home listen to them understand them same thing i think we really need that i think the church has such a great opportunity right now in the middle of all of all of these things that are happening Hmm. um to be unsettled and to then ask god well what do you want me to be how what how have i been so fat and sassy about myself that you say fat and sassy yeah (laughs) okay um because we overeat then you know yeah anyway that we forget how another man feels Mm -hmm. or another woman feels or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, just to to hear people out. Oh man, I'm so guilty. That's so good. I'm so guilty. Yeah. And I think it it also like lowers our expectation for what is to come because what's the the when we get out of this dry season, that's not the end all be all. Like I'm I'm not supposed to look to after this season and um have all my hope in that it's mm-hmm. it's hope is so much oh, sweeter good. than yeah. that it's um that's good yeah yeah I don't it's just like how how sweet to know that in all of these you know being poor listeners and not interacting well with each other and all the things we see that oh gosh like oh praise the lord like this is not how he intended it yeah 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 so. who hopes for what he can see and I think sometimes yes. we're looking at the fall let's just do seasons and we're saying I, I want it to be this way. I want my expectations to be this way. And I mean, faith is putting our hope in what we cannot yet yes. see. And so like, Lord, let my gaze transcend what I'll ever see in this, in this life. You yeah. know, that during this time when I've had times when I can't sleep, the first couple nights, let's say, I was, I don't even know where in the Psalms it is, but just the verse of he gives rest to those he loves. He gives rest to those he loves. And so I was throwing that up at the heavens. Hey, God, you say that you give rest to those you love. Give me rest. Give me rest. Give me rest. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to persevere in prayer. I'm just going to keep, you know, mm-hmm. coming back with that. And, and I don't think that that was wrong. I think, like you said at the beginning, like God can handle like a little frustration on our end. And yeah. he's not shaken by that because he has no needs. And um, But then the, the beautiful thing came not with a perfect night's sleep, but when I felt like the Lord reminded me, that promise that he gives rest to those he loves is a promise for eternity. Yes. We will rest forever mm-hmm. in eternity. There will be no restlessness. Right. There will be no uncertainty. There will be no loss. There will be God and his glory and we will be there. And, and guess what? If we, if we lean into times like now, then we will all the more get to share in, in his yeah. glory, yep. you know, yes. in his image. And so um, I was blown away at that realization from the spirit, just like, oh, I'm wishing for too little. I'm wishing (laughs) for a good night's sleep. I'm wishing for my kids to go back to school, like a normal schedule. Yeah. My appetite is too small. Mm -hmm. Why not wish or hope for the rest that we'll have in heaven? Yes. You know, it's interesting you talking, uh, not as much about the kids going back to school, but just about your lack of ability to sleep you know, from anxiety. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> throwing Open out your stuff. Yep. Anyway, um, yes, it is for future. I mean, that just transcends everything. You're like, you're right, we're out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I would like to sleep because I'm getting crazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when you, you're saying, Lord, it says here that, you know, yep. those you love sleep and get some rest. <laughs> But, um, so when it's, I love when you're desperate like that, because yeah. really yeah. God's like, well, actually you can rest here. Yeah. You may not sleep, but you can yeah. rest. Like uh-huh. that was the turmoil 
I was in, like, I don't, I don't, not through COVID, but other suffering things, yes. you know, to where um, God's like, yeah, you, you can rest. I am with you. You are going through a river right now. Yeah. But I'm with you. You're not going to go under. I've yep. got your, hmm. with my hand, I yep. am holding your hand. Yeah. And I, that was it. There were times that's all I had. Yep. It was yeah. like, I believe you're holding on to me. I am a real bad sinner, Lord. Yeah. You know, like I was just seeing how cruddy I could really get. Yeah, fat you and know. sassy. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think you're fat. No. I think you're no, sassy. I do, but anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, just, I love that, though, because that's, nobody ever says, and we all have heard this, nobody ever says how great life is because it's all been great. Yeah. Hmm. They say, man, when yeah. I went through that, I learned, yep. you know, people who go through cancer who are believers and they mm -hmm. say, even unbelievers, but, yeah. but believers, you know, saying, I've never been so, like, I missed the closeness yep. I had at that time yes. when I oh, was yeah. so desperate, you know, and, mm -hmm. and again, it just goes back to that, uh, what a dreadful place this would be if we never suffered. Yep. Yeah, and so God's like, hey, people, and I think God cares for the church and I really, I'm like, okay, we have COVID, we can't meet, we can't, and nothing's normal. Mm -hmm. So, but what's the church about? You know, it's about Jesus Christ, the spirit of God working in believers. So we hmm. can still do that. So we're yes. cool. And your families and all this upset and all of that, you know, yeah. God, um, God's upsetting all of us, the, the racial tensions, all of that. Now we need to let that we need to let it upset us. Yep. We need yeah. to let somebody else's pain upset us. We need somebody else's, you know, blah, 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 yep. all of it. Mm -hmm. But we need to think about it all. We need to let God use it to awaken mm -hmm. the church to what really matters to God. Yes. We've been really distracted. Yeah. It's um, like when Jesus says to the disciples, like, will you, are you guys going to leave me too? And they say, um, well, where, where would we go? Like, to whom else would we go? That, I mean, what a sweet, yeah, though we're neat? brought to that place, what a sweet place. Like, well, I don't have anything else, so I'm going to yeah. stick with you because you are all that I have. Um, that, like you were saying, that is some of the sweetest times yep. in yeah. life, certainly. It yeah. is. Yeah. And that's the hope we have that we can give people. Yep. It's not my lifestyle, my, the way I've conquered the world, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. It's yep. the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Thanks. This wasn't that bad. Oh, this wasn't that hard. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Well, for whoever tuned in, that sounds so uh, cheesy. Whoever tuned in. Anyway, I'll stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to pray and um, let you guys get back to the second half of your work day. Father God, we thank you so much that you love us and that you hold on to us. And we mm -hmm. thank you for the invitation. Uh, whether we are male or female, single or married, old or young, um, content or discontent right now, we thank you for the promise that yes, you Jesus. hold on to us um, mm -hmm. and that um, we can rest in the shadow of the Almighty no matter what life brings. So, Lord, would you show us what it is to flourish? Would you show us what it is to um, rejoice that we are made in your image, that your presence is with us, and that you are coming soon, Lord? So we pray that that would that that would happen, that you would come, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.